When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Hello, this is Chris Salem. Welcome to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. Hope everyone's having a great Wednesday. We have a great guest today, but before we bring her on, I just wanted to let everyone know again, you can find us also on Facebook at the Sustainable Success 2017 Facebook page. That's Sustainable Success 2017. There you'll find uh, this show, which will be on demand shortly, as well as past episodes that you can listen to over and over again to get great content. Also, today's show is brought to you by PowerPack 3. They are purposely formulated to contain everything vital to your body's needs to function at optimal levels. These are all your probiotics, digestive enzymes, and multivitamins, and they're known as the world's freshest and most potent vitamin packs. You can reach them at www.powerpack3.com. That's www.powerpack3.com or contact them at 877-347-7839. Well, today we have a great show today. We're going to be talking about uh, the topic of cultivating sustainable relationships for business. And our guest today is uh, Judy Hoberman, and we're going to be introducing her shortly, but I wanted to give a brief background about her. She is the president of Selling in a Skirt, She's an international speaker, trainer, coach, and a mentor. Her 30 years in sales has given her both knowledge and sense of humor about how men and women sell, work, and live differently will enlighten you in learning how both genders can support each other's successes in a more productive way. Her audiences from 10 to 10,000 are engaged with details wrapped in memorable stories that are easily implemented that same day. In 2016, she was a TEDx speaker talking about Prejudging people, something we all do without even thinking. She is the author of Selling in a Skirt, Famous Isn't Enough, Pure Wealth, and her latest book, Walking on the Glass Floor, is about the soft skills of leadership. Her mission is to help clients live the skirt philosophy, standing out, keys to success, inspiring others, results-oriented, and time management while having fun. Judy, we want to welcome you to the show today. I'm excited to be here, Chris. Very excited, and I couldn't wait for this morning. Great. Well, we had a little late start, but thanks for uh, joining. But uh, today's going be a great topic. I mean, when you think about success in business, especially sales, it always comes down to cultivating those relationships and, and making them sustainable. So when we look at relationships, you had an interesting view on you know the difference between transactional versus relational uh, relationships. I wanted to get your perspective and, and share with the listeners today uh, what what that is and how we you know which one would work best in their situation, especially if they're in sales. Well, everybody's in sales, so let's just get that right out of the way because <laughs> even the people that don't want to be in sales, we sell ourselves, so we're all in sales. But um, I come from a world of insurance and financial. And when I started, I was the only female, and all they told me was, get in, get out, and get the check. And that's very transactional, because you want to be able to cultivate some kind of experience for someone, even if you're selling insurance. 
And so what I would do is I would go in and I would ask a ton of questions. I was nicknamed the question queen because I wanted people to know I was interested in them. So I'd ask questions and I became their trusted advisor. What, what happened with the questions was I would find out why they were doing what they were doing. And when you find out the why, that makes it more of a relationship. And so even when I would be selling something as intangible as insurance, I built great relationships. So even though I took longer in my appointments, even though I made everybody feel like we were friends, it was a relationship. And it's much more um, important to have that long, sustainable relationship than it is to have a very short transaction. And, I mean, people make tons of money making transactions, but they may not have those relationships that carry them forward and give them referrals. No, that's so true. I mean, you think about transactional sales. I mean, like you said, I mean, again, we're not here to, you know, you know, pigeonhole certain industries that, no, into no, no. that. Cause, but nonetheless, I mean, when you think about it, a transaction is a transaction. There really isn't any loyalty there. So if somebody purchases something, doesn't mean they're going to purchase from you again. They might go somewhere else just because it was convenient at the time or maybe they had the best price or whatever the case may be. But if you have that relationship, it's just it doesn't necessarily mean people are going to just buy on price or convenience. They're going to buy because they have that relationship with you. Well, they're buying you, and that's that. That's the whole thing. And no, 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 I would never say that anybody should pigeonhole any industry because it's all it's all the same. We're either transactional people or relational people, and really, honestly, you know, women are known to build relationships. However, there are women that are very transactional, and there are men that are very relational, and that's why I always say let's. Let's take these differences, let's turn them into assets rather than liabilities because we learn from each other. No, absolutely. I mean, that, that is so true. I think sometimes the best experience is just being out there and, and observing what however other people do when they're, they're engaging other people. Absolutely, absolutely. And you, know, and, and you realize that sometimes people are in a rush and even though it's fast, it still doesn't have to be a transaction. It could still be a relationship. No, absolutely. So describe, you know, give us an example based upon maybe your experience or people that you've worked with, you know, where the difference is in terms of, you know, generating that sustainability and where it's really paid off for them personally, as well as for their business or somebody they work for. Well, what happens is when you create something that is sustainable, you may not be going into it thinking, wow, I really want to make this sustainable. What happens is somebody trusts you. And I became like the one-stop shop. People would call me for bizarre things that had nothing to do with what I was doing, but they knew that if I didn't have an answer, I would find the answer for them. I mean, people would call and say, do you know anybody that paves a driveway? Uh, Okay, I certainly was not paving a driveway at that point. It's not that I haven't done it, because I have, but I wasn't doing that. But I knew plenty of people that I could refer them to. So I became that go-to person. And though even though what they were asking me for had nothing to do with what I did, they knew all they had to do was pick up the phone and ask me because I became a resource. And I do believe that even if you're not um, providing the service that somebody wants, if you have an answer and if you pick up your phone and, and, you know, if you are accessible, people will come to you and they will bring their friends and they'll keep coming. No, that's so true. And you, you think about, you know, a lot of these industries now, you know, when you look at, you know, a lot of people are working from home now. There's a lot of home-based businesses that involve sales. Mm-hmm. So even like the network marketing industry that comes to mind, you know, a lot of people are working from home and there are a lot of women 
in that profession. So, you know, when you think about it, I mean, there it could be transactional because obviously their products being, you know, that's what they're selling. However, if that if those people are going to keep reordering, there's got to be that relationship there. And that's why, you know, so important. So what are some of the things that some insights that you could provide uh, people here listening, you know, especially for women, uh, some tips on, on developing their relationship skills? Well, the first thing is, and, and it is what I was known for, is to learn how to ask questions. And you don't necessarily want to give them an interrogation, but you want to be interested. And so if you start asking questions that are open-ended questions rather than the yes, the no, the maybe so, um, people start to talk about themselves. And we love to talk about ourselves. Everybody does. And so if you ask a question, you know, instead of saying, do you want this, I would say, tell me why it's so important that you have this. So you're still telling me why it's important, but now you're telling me the reason why you want it. So asking questions is huge in building relationships, and you uncover a lot of different things that are going on in that person's business or their personal life or whatever it is that you're providing. But more importantly, once you ask the question, you also have to listen. And, you know, you can ask wonderful questions, but if you're not listening to what they're saying, it doesn't matter. And what I find is a lot of people have difficulty in the listening end of it. And so what I always did, and I still do it, is when I sit down with someone, I always say, are you okay if I take notes? Because when you take notes, you have to be listening. So there's yes. like a little, a, a little um, tip. So if you're not a good listener, start taking notes, and then you can say what they just said to you in their own words. So that so becomes it, you know, part of the relationship. No, absolutely. I mean, it shows that you're engaged and you really care about what they're mm-hmm. saying. So in essence, like when you write it down, you're not you're you're kind of repeating back what you heard. So in case if you did not hear it correctly, they can correct you, but they absolutely. know at that point that you're engaged and you're listening. Absolutely. And it, it's happened before. I remember being on the phone with somebody and I I asked for directions and she said, Well, read them back to me to make sure because it was really far for me. And so when I read it back, I said, I'm going to make a left here. And she goes, no, 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 no. It's a right. And so I would make the, you know, I said, okay, so I'm going to make a right. And she said, now we're going to be waiting for you and we'll have the lights on and we'll make sure that you get here. Okay. Because we didn't have cell phones when I first started. This was not something that you could call and say, I'm lost or have MapQuest. So, you know, just from that simple mistake, she said, okay, we're going to be waiting for you. So don't worry about it. If you're, you know, if you get lost, don't worry, we're going to be here, find a payphone." And so, you know, things like that, that people start to build that relationship with you already. No, it's so true. And I, re- I remember those days because <laughs> I uh, remember starting my career back in the uh, early, well, 1990. So it yep. goes back quite a ways. Uh, yeah, I remember the old pay phones. I used to do that quite a bit, stopping along the road. But when I mean, you think about it, you know, just on that note, you know, now with all the technology and all these distractions, do you feel like that sometimes this could get in the way with developing a better rapport or relationship with people? I mean, it could be good in a lot of ways, but sometimes it could be bad just because there's all these distractions. Maybe we're not hearing what they're saying because we're maybe caught up in, in what this technology is doing. And so what's your view on that in terms of, you know, maybe for people to watch out for that? Well, I do believe that everybody's always looking down now. 
always looking down, always with your thumbs on your phone or your tablet or whatever. And I think that we're losing some of the, the people skills that we really need, especially when you're out there trying to provide a service or a product. With that said, I mean, technology does make things easier, but you have to be very, very careful because a lot of times when you're texting or emailing someone, either an email gets lost or a text get, gets lost or you misinterpret what the tone was. And a lot of times you can lose just by not picking up the phone and connecting with someone. So, yes, it's good because it does make things easier, faster, shorter, whatever, but it's also you have to be really careful. But there's nothing, there's nothing like seeing somebody in person. And if you are a real technology person or you're dealing with people around the world, there's so many great tools that you could actually see somebody in person on Skype or Zoom or something like that. So you're still connecting they still can see you. You can still look into each other's eyes and make that connection. So I would be leery about not doing anything that eliminates, you know, that personal connection. Yeah, absolutely. So like, let's say, for, for instance, Judy, especially let's for, like for the ladies, let's say you, you have someone for the, you know, maybe they've been out of the, maybe the workplace for a while, they were moms and now they're coming back into the workplace. They're, maybe they're in a, some type of a sales job or something related to where they are engaging people. And there might be that feeling of, oh God, you know, what do I do? Do I have to, you know, do I have to get sales training? What would be some of the things, because sometimes people may feel that they have to be somebody different than they, than they are when they're connecting with people. And sometimes that doesn't come off authentic. So, Tell us a little bit about, like, you know, about that process, you know, in case, you know, if there are women listening here that might be coming back into the workplace in a sales capacity, from a sales capacity. Well, you said the big word is authentic. You have to be yourself because the quirkiness and the uniqueness that you have is what people look for and that's what people will respond to. If you become someone else, they're not dealing with you. So that would be first and foremost is be yourself. You don't have to say to somebody, well, I've been out of the workforce for 20 years raising my children. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't have to share your stuff because that's your personal life. That's why they call it personal. So if you are, you know, going back into the workforce or changing careers in transition or whatever, if you can afford to invest in a coach, then you should do that because they'll get you through the hurdles. If you can't afford to invest in a coach, there's so many people that are mentors or at organizations that will help you get through, you know, the, the bumpy stuff. If you, um, you know, SCORE is all over the country. Yeah. And these are senior citizens that were executives that can help you. And I always, I mean, I do a lot with SCORE because I just believe that they're amazing and they have so much experience. But there's so many things you could do online as well if you're a tech person. I mean, if you go on to, uh, if you Google like sales training or whatever, I'm sure there's an app for that. And I'm sure there's a video for that. And I'm sure there's a ton of stuff. Just find something that's your style. Don't become someone else. Don't start, you know, using four-letter words because it's cool and that person's making a ton of money. And don't tell dirty jokes and don't tell, you know, jokes that don't work for you. Don't make up stories. You know, there's all those kind of things, but there's plenty of, uh, of uh, resources. No, that's true. And I'm sure you know, when we get into the, um, the second leg of the show here, which after our break, I'm going to have a few other questions related off of that. But you're so right. I mean, being authentic is, is always where you have to come from. I mean, yes, you can follow a sales training program or certain skills that are necessary to improve you know, your area in the terms of sales, but, but never losing you know, that authentic self of who you are, trying to be, become somebody else 
just doesn't come over doesn't uh, come over right, and people will pick up on that, and that's Absolutely. so true. So that that's that is so true. So any final thoughts that we we have about two, less than two minutes to our break, uh, Judy? Let, anything else related to transactional versus relational uh, sales? Any other things that that the audience should know about? Just be interested, not interesting. Find out what's good for them, what makes them tick, and and focus on that. They don't care how, how wonderful you are or the last trip you went on. You don't want to be interesting to them. You want to be interested, uh, you know, to them. No, that's Five. true. That's so true. And, uh, you know, I, I, I spent, oh, God, well, I still am. I mean, so I've been in sales for almost 30 years, and, you know, I've seen it evolve over the years. I've been through many sales trainings. But like you said, it's always about engaging, getting to know the person for the per, for the person itself. Yes, you're there you to find out their objectives, their their challenges, to what you know, whatever to whatever that they're looking for. But it starts with them because if you want them to open up and begin to provide this information, that's going to allow you to formulate a solution to solve their challenge. It really starts with getting to know them and and be in that ability. And I'm sure when we get into the second leg of the show, we're going to get into a lot more about that here. So, uh, so again, you're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. Again, we're here with Judy Hoberman, uh, president of Selling in a Skirt, and we're talking about cultivating sustainable relationships for business. If you're just joining us, and we will be right back after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Bring compelling points of view into your daily conversations. The SAP Digitalist Flash Briefings can be heard every weekday. Add the SAP Digitalist Flash Briefing as a skill to your Amazon Echo, Echo Dot, and Echo Show. If you don't have Alexa, listen on your favorite podcast sites like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, VoiceAmerica.com, Overcast, TuneIn, and Stitcher. The SAP Digitalist Flash Briefings are published every weekday to keep you up to speed on today's business trends. Just search SAP Digitalist. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances if you owe? Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. 
Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. Uh, We're here again with uh, Judy Hoberman, president of Selling in a Skirt. And we're talking about uh, cultivating sustainable relationships for business. So anybody here, even if you're not in sales, but you're in business and you're, you're engaging people, this is a show that you want to be listening to. So if you're just joining us, we were talking about the difference between transactional versus relational sales. And we were going into length about that. That was uh, just earlier what we were discussing. So if you missed that, you can definitely check it out on the on-demand version, which will be up later today. And, uh, and, and again, Judy will be able to also field any questions that you do have if you do place them at the Sustainable Success 2017 Facebook page. And I'll be make sure that she will get those questions. So, Judy, I just wanted to get back where we had left off when we talked about some of the different skill sets when it comes to transactional versus relational selling. Now, if somebody really wants to take their game to another level, you know, to be that go-to expert in, you know, whatever field or or business that they serve, what can somebody do to become that go-to person or the expert for sustainable business? You know, everybody needs to be an expert in something. And, I, you know, when I talk to a lot of my clients, they go, oh, but I'm not an expert. But you are an expert. So no matter what business you're in, think about who your niche is. Who is a, who's going to be playing in your sandbox? So these are the people that you want to do business with. These are the people that need your product or your service. This is something that you can help them with. So who is that group of people? Where do they hang out? Where, you know, offline, online, it doesn't matter. You need to know everything that there is about that particular group of people. So, you know, for me, for instance, you know, my major market are women, and they're women in business. But it's not to say I don't work with anyone else, but that's, those are my people. So when I go to an event, or I go to speak, or I do training, or whatever, these are my people. So I become the expert in whatever, you know, in my group. So I'm an expert on women. And so I know what happens in business, and I know how to make sure that they can succeed. This is, these are my people. You become the expert, so people will say, oh, my goodness, do you know so-and-so? She knows everything about whatever fill-in-the-blank. And it's interesting because when I do sales training and I do it for an industry, everybody in that room always feels like they're all competitors, but they're not because each person maybe in the same industry, but they all go on to a different uh, format. Like, for instance, when I work with realtors, one is working with first-time buyers, and one is working with million-dollar buyers, and one is working with veterans. So each one becomes the expert in their particular niche, and that's how you are the expert. But you have to own the title. You have to say, I am the expert in. 
And if you don't own the title, then they're not going to know that you're the expert. That's such a powerful thing when you talk. I mean, it's like an affirmation that you just said. Mm-hmm. So when, when you look at a lot of times when people, even if they're if the self-talk in their head or even if they're speaking out loud, you'll hear like, I want, I will try, I right. will attempt. And those are words that imply that, you know, I want this, but I'm probably not going to do it because I'm not willing to put myself out there. It's because you have one foot in, one foot out. And with I am, I will, those are powerful words. Absolutely. And those invoke and, action. So talk a little bit about that. Well, if I said to you, I am the expert in, let, let's say you were, in, uh, you were looking for a car, okay, and you were looking for um, a Range Rover, and I am a salesperson for the Range Rover, and I said to you, I'm the expert in Range Rovers. And you're like, really? And you start asking me questions, and I know the answers. But I'm also going to give you some other things that you might not have even asked about, like maybe this is why it's good for families or whatever. I'm the expert in. So now you've bought this car from me. Well, guess what? Your best friend wants a Range Rover, and you're going to say, well, you know what? You should see Judy Hoberman because she's the expert in Range Rovers. So not only are you the recipient of my expertise, but you're also sharing me with your friends. So as the expert in that market, I become the person that everybody looks for. So now I'm getting the referrals because this is my niche and I am claiming that title. It's the same thing. Fox Business News gave me the title of gender expert. Okay, what does that mean? It means that I work with women and and when there's a story about women, they call me. So I'm the gender expert. I own that title. I put it everywhere. I'm the gender expert. So you have to own it and you have to share it with people so they know to refer you to people. And that and that comes to another thing. You know, when when you talk about being the go-to expert, you know, you're the gender expert. Obviously, you had to build up to that. You know, it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to be the gender expert, and all of a sudden everyone was coming to you. They, they, it, you had to put yourself out there. You had to put out content. You had to connect with people. You had to probably talk on many stages. Uh, you know, go to a lot of networking events and and so forth. So, what are some of the things that if somebody's trying to, you know, maybe they 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 don't even realize they even have a niche, but but let's say they do find out what would they what are some of the steps necessary they can go about really honing in on that and really elevating that out to the masses so that people when they hear uh, about a certain niche they're going to think about that person. So you have to decide like who you like I said it's a sandbox. When you were little, if you played in your sandbox and somebody came in and you didn't want to play with them, you either threw sand at them or you left or they left. That's how easy it is. It's the same thing. If you start thinking about, if you look back on any um, a month or a year that you've been in business and you look where your business came from, there's going to be a common thread there. Maybe you work better with women. Maybe you work better with men. Maybe you work better with millennials. Whatever it is, you're going to start to see something appear. And so once you have an idea of what that is, now you go in and you hone in on those skills. Okay, so I really love working with millennials, and here's why. So now you find out where are the millennials, where can you find them so you can become that expert. So you go and you go to networking events where they are. If they're in a certain industry, you go to networking events. You join events and groups on LinkedIn. And you start to have conversations with people. And all of a sudden, they're going to say, wow, you know, like for you, you know, wow, his name, he's everywhere. I see him everywhere. You're, be, you're becoming that expert in that particular market. The best compliment 
that anyone in sales ever receives is, wow, she really listened to me because I'm the expert for you. So now I listened and you're going to say to your friends, wow, if you want somebody to listen, you need to call her. If you want somebody in that market, you need to call him, whatever it is. You have to work at it, though. It, it, you're right. It doesn't happen overnight. You have to either speak, you have to show up, you have to write articles. There's so many different ways you can be the expert. You know, social media gives you a huge platform. You, I mean, uh, you and I both, we post every single day. Yes. It's consistency. So if you were somebody starting out or starting over or in a new career, you don't have to mention the product or the service. You put out a, uh, you know, a quote or you put out a, uh, an image or you put out an article about that particular piece on a consistent basis. And all of a sudden, you know, you start to be in everybody's conversation. Oh, have you read this article? Oh, let me share this with you. Oh, let me like it. Let me post it. And again, social media gives you that platform. So it's a combination of in person and online and you become the expert and you tell people, well, I'm the expert in that and own it. No, that's true. And you mentioned a key word there and that was consistency. And that, that word is so important because Sometimes people will come to me and say, hey, I'm just not getting engagement. I'm not, you know, I don't have people that are calling me. And then I'll ask them, I mean, how much are you connecting with these people? Well, like, you know, I connect in these groups once, you know, once every other week, or I go to a networking meeting once a month. I post a few things here and there. And I said, well, you just answered your question. And they'll say, well, what is that? I said, you're not consistent. You have to be consistent. And, and a lot of times people will say, well, it's a lot of work. There's too much. I can't do it. I don't have enough time. Well, it comes down to either one, priorities, what's important to you. So if, it, if that's going to be something that's going to you know, connect you at a, at a higher level or have a deeper engagement with your prospects, then that's something you're going to have to do. And, and if you're not good at it, then you know, looking to an outside resource that could help you, that's where either a coach or a mentor or a service that specializes in that area could help you know, do that for you because that is not an expense. That's an investment because that investment could then allow you to focus on what you're really good at and that's solving problems for your customer and that's going to obviously you know, bring in more revenue and make everybody happy. So that is so true. So what are some of the other things that, like in terms of becoming that go-to expert, what would be, like, you know, get into a little bit about, like, what are some of the areas that people can start, you know, find out resources that could help them in that area? Well, like you said, I mean, a coach or a mentor is definitely a way to go. And and I do believe that most, this is, this is a big generalization, but I'm going to make it anyway, most women don't invest in themselves. They don't. Because everybody else comes first, and that's wonderful, and it's, it's great to be that generous, but sometimes you have to stop and say, hey, I need help. And that's the other part. Women don't like to ask for help. So I'm just saying, you know, you go out there, you can do things um, online where nobody can actually see who you are or whatever, you could do that. But there's lots of different ways to, um, to actually become the expert and actually do things that bring for lack of a better word, notoriety to yourself. You know, you can start uh, with a simple blog. Put up a WordPress landing page or, you know, if you already have a website, start a blog and just do little things. Just start, you know, talking about something that's important to you and do it on a consistent basis. You know, a blog post is easy. And guess what a blog post can turn into? It can turn into an e-book. It can turn into a slide share. It can turn into, you know, a book book, a regular book. So that's just like the easy way to start it. 
But I go back to LinkedIn again because you can join, I believe it's 50 groups before you become, you have to pay for membership. And so in those groups, you, again, think about the person or the people that you want to be the expert in. And let's say it's entrepreneurs. I want to be the expert for entrepreneurs. And I want to be the expert for, for entrepreneurs that are moms. So now you join all the groups that are mompreneurs. And you throw a conversation out there. Throw a question out there. But if you ask a question and people respond, you have to respond. And when I wrote my book about entrepreneurs, I, I am an entrepreneur. I belong to the groups. And I threw questions out there. And this is going to sound like it does. I mean, this doesn't sound like big numbers or anything. But I threw out questions and I said, if you were starting all over again, what three things would you want to know? And about 30 people responded. Again, not big numbers, but 30 people responded. And every single one of them said, I wish I would have had a coach. Now, who am I? I am a coach. Did I jump in and say, oh, I'm a coach. Let me help you. No. I said, I really appreciate you giving me some responses. I'm going to put together an you know, a, a, a Excel spreadsheet, and I'll let you know what all the results are. And if you'd like a copy of my book, just send me a private message with your address, and I will send it to you, which I did. And of the 30, 18 of them gave me their address. Of the 18, within the next six months, three became clients. But it was all building on relationships. You can't just go in and connect with someone and say, okay, I'm going to sell you something because that's like the kiss of death. No, so it's, it's a process. You use the, like, yeah. well, they, well, I guess the, the term now is called a funnel, but right. I, don't even, I don't know if I necessarily like that term because it sounds like you really are. But And I wasn't doing it, that. This was really. You weren't doing that. Yeah, right. you, were built, you, you were just trying to add value. And, right. and if somebody really saw the value in what you're doing, they connected with you. So in this case, out of 30 people, th- three people saw the value enough where they said, hey, I need a coach and I'm going to coach with Judy. Right. And, and that's again, a good it's not ratio. A big number, but it's yeah. three people that I, it's, it's 30 people I didn't know that are still connected to me, but it's three people I definitely didn't know that actually paid me to support them. No, it's so true. And, and that's the thing. A lot of times, I mean, you see this on social media, you know, people, you know, they'll make an introduction, then they'll send something, they'll send out like this three, four paragraphs of something with, uh, you know, like three different links and, and it's like, you know what they're trying to do. They're trying to direct you to something to buy something. And it's like, well, you don't even know who I am. That's right. And, and, and the thing is that right there, just right, you know, most people are just going to be turned off and, and they're going to turn away. So, and I feel that, like you said, the groups are very important because they, those people are in those groups for a reason either mm-hmm. they're in that industry or they, they like the topic and if that's the area that you serve, then obviously in time with the content you put out there to engage them, eventually they're going to come around and seek out your services. Not everybody, but a certain percentage. And that's the key is just focusing on progress. And, and again, it's just being conscious to the fact that you have to put yourself out there. You know, you know people are not going to just be calling you on the phone. You've got to put it out there to get people that want to learn about what you can, what you, who you are and what you can do for them. Absolutely. And, and it's, it, it's, it's not that it's difficult. It's just you have to be consistent. And I go back to that because I am so consistent that if I don't post by 7 a.m. Central every day, I get phone calls from people asking me if I'm okay. Okay, and you know, like sometimes right. I'm on a plane, or sometimes I'm, you know, I, I, I'm speaking somewhere, and I, you know, and I, I appreciate that, but that's how consistent I am. 
No, you're you're exactly right. I can relate that to a hundred percent. I think I, I'm so it's like I do this very early in the morning, and I think there was one occasion. I think I was flying internationally over to Asia, and I was coming back, and obviously there's like a thirteen hour difference and things, and I just couldn't get to it. And people were going, "What's going on? Where you know? I didn't. I missed your your post. You're like my morning cup of coffee." And right. And <laughs> but you know it happens. We're you know we're human, and we're not going to be perfect. But like you said, consistency is just something that that it's it's a habit, it's a discipline, and it's something that it is a priority because it is a way to connect, and then uh, and with the ability to get to know these people, listen to them, to uh, offer your services that could solve their their challenges. Absolutely, and I look for your stuff every morning. I do. I look for your stuff every morning because I know that what you say it hits me in a certain way, and I'm like, oh, okay, so he's on, we're on the same wavelength again, you know. Absolutely. So yeah. No, absolutely. Now we have uh, we're we're about one minute to break, Judy. I mean, is there any other cl- uh, uh, closing thoughts that you have on becoming a go-to expert? I know there's a lot of different ways that people can become experts. There's video, and we could talk a little bit about that you know, in the third leg if you like. But any any like just to summarize again, just for the people listening, you know what what action should they take today to you know start moving forward and become that go-to expert in their field? The first thing I would do is decide who you want to be the expert for, because that's the big part. And the second part is, how do you want to connect with them? If you're talking about millennials, they connect differently than boomers. So find out what the best way of um, educating them and supporting them are, because you have to do it their way, or they won't come. It's not like build it and they'll come. They won't. You have to be, you know, you have to be able to adapt to your audience. Absolutely. So true. So this, again, you're getting some valuable information here from an expert in creating sustainable relationships for business, in in this case, sales. Again, you're listening to Judy Hoberman. Uh, We're going to be going to break now, so we'll be right back. And again, you're listening to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Do you feel shackled to your business? Do you feel that there is no room for anything else, like a personal life, family, fun? Did you know that there is another way? Listen for The Unshackled Life with hosts Aaron Scott Young and Michelle Pearson Young. They'll discuss what helps your business work better for you so that you get to have a life. Aaron Young has been starting and running companies for over 30 years. It's time for you to finally have the time, money, and freedom that you've always wanted. 
The Unshackled Life, Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. Here We're here with Judy Hoberman, president of Selling in a Skirt. And we've been talking about cultivating sustainable relationships for business. So again, anybody joining us uh, here right now, we had been talking about the difference between transactional versus relational sales and becoming the go-to expert in your area for continued success. So again, if you did miss that, you can listen on demand uh, later today. This show will be on demand at the Voice America Influencer Channel or Sustainable Success 2017 Facebook page and, of course, iTunes. So, Judy, I wanted to get back in where we, we kind of left off. But, you know, if the people that have been listening here, what are some of the ways that people can continue to develop really solid long-term relationships with others in business? Well, there's two different parts of that. Part of it is your clients and part is your strategic partners. So let's talk about clients first. The worst thing a salesperson can do is take your money and then disappear. And I don't mean that in a con con order sort of way. I'm talking about like, so now they have a question and, and you're too busy and you've sold your product or your service and you're just not available. So you have to be available to your people, and you have to service your sale after the sale, because that's, that's when the relationships really start, is where you are afterwards. So, you know, some of the things you could do is you could, you know, especially like this time of year, this is a great time to get back with all your clients that you've had during the year and say, just want to say hi, want to say thank you, is anything new going on, you know, and tell them what's been going on with you during the year. Maybe they need your product now, or maybe they need, you know, an upsell or whatever it is, but stay in contact with them. The other thing is um, make sure that you're grateful. Because gratitude goes a long way. You, you, so many people become grateful in the month of November because it's Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? But you have to show gratitude the entire year because if you don't, people will think, well, you're just another salesperson. And that's the worst thing you could do. So that's the 
customer side. The strategic partner side is also the way to keep your relationships going because now that you have declared yourself the expert, I know who you're the expert in, you know who you're the expert in, and so now I can refer people to you. But you have to be prepared because when you meet someone and they say, who can I, you know, who do you need to meet? You have to say, I am the expert in blank. Because if you say to me, oh, I'm, everybody's my customer, I have to, my curtain goes down. I can't hear it. I can't see it. But if you said to me, my clients are, um, you know, uh, millennials that are in the insurance industry, okay, all of a sudden I can think of people because I can see that. But if you said, well, everyone's my client because I sell, you know, water. Well, not everybody wants water. Not everybody wants air. Not everybody wants anything. So you have to be very specific because as your strategic partner, I want to be able to support you, but I have to know how I can. So when I'm able to do that, our relationship is sustainable. When you help your clients, that relationship is sustainable. So it's, it's all like a circle that keeps working together. No, it's so true. And I love the fact that with the clients, you talked about gratitude, and, and that's something that, you know, unfortunately – for the most people, I'm not saying everybody, but for most people, it usually gratitude comes when there's something bad happens. It could mm-hmm. be a tragedy or it is around maybe, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas. But gratitude is, is, is a habit or discipline that, that should be practiced daily because it, from gratitude, you know, without expectation, you receive so much more. Absolutely. And, and you're able to create more value for people. And that's what's so important with clients that – so gratitude is like definitely a practice, that especially for salespeople. And, you, and a lot of times you don't hear that come up in sales sales trainings. I mean, I'm, I'm, there are some, but but it's not something that's usually the focus. But I know when I when I when I do workshops and I coach on mindset, that is something that always comes up, especially for for salespeople when I'm doing the mindset stuff. So, and you had talked about the strategic partners. I mean, you think about if they're going to go if they're going to go about making a connection or a referral. I mean, their reputation is online. They want to make sure that you're vetted and, and that you're committed to exactly the, the niche that you serve. So if if I say, hey, I target all salespeople, you know, that's not going to be as effective than saying I am an expert in real estate sales. Right. You know, and that, that's completely different. You may be an expert in, in any type of sale. And that definitely a lot of a lot of times that stuff's transferable, but that doesn't mean the other person's going to hear it that way. So that's so true. So anything you want to expand on that with the, you know with you know the you know developing long-term relationships anything to expand upon with the clients and strategic partners? Well, you know, one of the things I always talk about is um, almost everybody knows what the 80-20 plan is. And the 80-20 is 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients. But what if you went back in to the 80% of your clients that didn't do anything with you and just started another conversation with them. Maybe they didn't buy because they had no money. Maybe they didn't buy because they weren't 100% sure they needed it. But maybe they do now. And so what if you did that and you continued that relationship? And even if the person still doesn't buy from you, they're thinking, wow, they're still talking to me and I never bought anything and they never made money on me. So, you know, I always, I always say let's take the 80-20 plan and turn it on its head. So go back to the 80% of the people and pick up the phone, send them a card, send them something, and just get back. Because in today's market, it's not like somebody's going to buy from you the first time they meet, from you, meet you, like it used to be. 
or even the second time, because now the touch points are like 8, 10, 12 times before somebody makes a decision. My friends that are um, business coaches, they always say to me, it's so interesting where I got my new clients from. They're people I spoke to last year. So don't forget about these people just because they didn't open up their check, checkbook or their credit card to you right now. They could. So they're still in your database somewhere. You talk to somebody, and so I would reach back to them. Start, you know, continue that relationship. Relationships aren't just, I'm going to make a relationship today and it's going to continue. You have to nurture it. You have to you know, make sure that people know you're still around. So it's, it's those kind of things that will give you sustainable relationships if you work at it. It's like anything else, a relationship with, you know, with a couple. If you don't work at it, there's no relationship. It's just there's no relationships. Either, you know, yeah. right? No, it's so true. I mean, if you're looking for thriving relationships, it requires work. It's like going to the gym. You know, if you're going to maintain that physique that you desire, you got to keep going to the gym, eat right, and and it's no different than what you're talking about here with with relationships, whether if it's in business or sales or personal relationships. If they have to be nurtured, and not everybody is on the same wavelength as you. You know, you may think that, hey, this is a perfect fit for them, but it may not be the right time for them. Well, and even when you, when you um, post in the morning, if you only post in the morning, if that's the only time you ever post, what about the people that sleep in the morning yeah. and don't get up till later on and they don't, because you know as well as I do, not everybody gets to see your posts anyway. So you can't do things once in a blue moon, maybe when I have time. You have to do things on a consistent basis. So I'll post in the morning and I'll post in the evening. It may not be the same post or it may be the same post. doesn't matter. But I'm just saying you have to be available and you have to do things so people recognize you and people come back to you and, and people bring their friends. That's so true. And, and, and when you were talking about the posts, I mean, this is something I've learned from my experiences. And again, I don't know everybody intimately, you know, very, I, don't, I know them from how, what, however I know them either online or people I've met or people I've coached and, and so forth. But, but if you can tune into what they do on some level and be able to connect with them, as Judy had mentioned, either in the morning, maybe they're not morning people. So you may have to connect with them later in the day, certain things that are going to connect with them. And that's really where really understanding your audience comes into play, you know, or understanding the people that you're talking to. And by asking further questions and listening to them, you'll gain more information. Can you expand on that a little bit? I know we did talk about that, uh, Judy, but just a little bit more here as it, as it relates to, you know, maintaining those long-term relationships. You know, it's, if, what I used to do is I would have a file on everybody. And so now today, whether it's on your phone or your tablet or whatever, I would write down interesting things about the people that I would meet. And so maybe, you know, I was supposed to meet you tomorrow, but, you know, your daughter was getting married. And so we reschedule. Well, I have that written down that your daughter got married. So the next time I talk to you, I'm going to say, so how was her wedding? And you're going to think, wow, how did you know that? Or how did you remember that? You know, it's these little things that people tune into that, that, that really strengthen those relationships. It's not always about money. Like, I don't walk in someplace and naturally assume I'm going to close the deal. I don't do that. What I do is I walk into someplace and I know I want to build a relationship now, do I always build a relationship? No, because there are people that you don't want to build a relationship with, and you actually take a step backwards because you don't like their energy. Don't do business with people you don't like. That's about money. That's very transactional. So I just try to walk into whatever I'm going into and thinking, 
okay, I want to meet three people today. I want to build a relationship with, with so-and-so today. And that's what I do. When you build a relationship and you do the right thing, there's money attached to that further down. That's the byproduct. So I go in as if I don't really care about the money part of it. And I do care about it. I have a mortgage to pay. But that's not how I walk in. I walk in with that relationship. That's, I'm going to build a relationship with you today. And eventually we will do business. So, you know, it's, it's all about the, your mindset. It's all about what you look at. When you go into something strictly for money, it's a very different relationship because no, there that, is nothing there, you know? No, that, it is so true. What, go ahead, go ahead. Keep I was going, just going to say, but that's the transactional part. People that do transactional sales, they, they do the sale, and then maybe they'll build a relationship. Women, generally speaking, want to build a relationship first, and then they'll do the deal. And so if you think about, you know, as a female, I am going to offer you things the way I would like it to be offered to me. Because women buy and sell the same way that they like it. And so, again, go into it with money number one, and I guarantee you, you're not going to have as many female clients because they're not going to want it. They're not going to say, oh, oh, you know, it's almost like saying, well, we didn't even have dinner. You know, like you can't ask me to marry you on the first date. Exactly. That's right. Well, Judy, this is, I mean, this information is so powerful. And, and again, folks, I hope you've been taking notes. And again, if you've tuned in either halfway through the show or on the latter half of the show, again, you could go back on demand and listen again. There's some valuable tips and information here. And I strongly encourage you to uh, listen again. And also, Judy, I wanted to uh, let the listeners know, you know, what are you up to? Where can people find you? And what are you working on right now? So I'm working on a new book. You mentioned it. It was um, it, the title is called "Walking on the Glass Floor," and it's about women in leadership, and it's also about the men that champion them. So I, you know, again, I don't want to say this is just for women, but it really is a movement for women in leadership. And so my book will be out first quarter. Um, if you follow me, you'll start to see all different things starting to pop up because we're starting our marketing, and I'm very excited. There's also a very big goal attached to it because I'm going to be giving back a good portion of the proceeds to charities and foundations Great. and social causes. So that's we you'll, you'll see all of that. Um, I do speak a lot, but a lot of my stuff is private, so it's for companies. But I am speaking, if you're in um, Dallas at all, I am speaking at the women's division of the Plano Chamber, which is a huge division of, uh, of chamber members, and we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff about confidence. And that's coming up in January, on January 10th. Great, great. And well, if you want to find me, book. just go to sellinginaskirt.com. That's the easiest place. Anything I do is either Selling in a Skirt or Judy Hoberman. It's um, so all get, over social media on either either name, social uh, Selling in a Skirt or Judy Hoberman. So, again, you've heard that, sellinginaskirt.com or Judy Hoberman, one word, dot com. Again, I strongly encourage you to check out what Judy's doing and those that are looking for any guidance in terms of where they are with their, their sales strategies uh, learning how to cultivate better relationships. She is the go-to person. Judy, I want to thank you very much today. We have to close out the show, but I want to thank you, in, including Voice America Influencers Channel, that taking the time today to be with us. Well, thank you for having me. I love the opportunity, and I love what you're doing. Thank you so much, and have a great day. And everybody out there listening, have a great day, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests 
every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.